Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Ramen Rundown. It's definitely been a while. The last time I was on here, I was still back in Vegas, still enjoying the end of my summer. And now I'm back in Virginia. I'm excited for this season because we moved from Vegas to Virginia. We got a whole new set of people, ideas, perspectives, backgrounds that I'm so happy that I get to share with you guys. All of you guys around the nation and around the world for my listeners in Australia. <laughs> so without further, without How many further listeners ado, do you have in Australia? I have two listeners in Australia. Um. And they're Mr. really important. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, yeah. They're all important to me, equally as important, as are you guys. So, without further ado, introduce yourselves. Uh, my name's Nikhil. I'm a biochem major. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Most boring introduction. It's a fun fact. I think it's fun. What's your biochem point? is fun. I got pepper sprayed last week. Yes, you did. You want, you want to talk more about that? You just ruined my intro video. <laughs> Yeah, so a while back, uh, we had a little encounter with pepper spray, and we were just like call- coughing up, and we were like, oh, we should have a competition to see which one of us can handle it the best. So a few nights ago, I got really impatient and said we had to do it right then and there. So okay. we went to a parking lot, we got pepper sprayed, we cried, um, yeah, we got in, hopped in the shower, we almost died, it was pretty fun. Worst experience, yeah, worst experience in my life. 10 out of 10. You literally, from the second you get sprayed, you literally can't open your eyes for because, like a yeah. good hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Right, Jake? There's like a 10 second delay. <laughs> ten, ten. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. Yeah. All your cowards really had your eyes closed, so. But my man's Nikhil kept his eyes open <laughs> while he got sprayed, <laughs> which makes no I'm sense. I'm pretty sure my left eye has weaker vision now, <laughs> but I might just be more aware of it. He was just going to wear a monocle for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jake. Big Eagles fan. He's a bio major, an and he also major. got pepper sprayed. And he also got. We all got pepper sprayed, except for, there for the except for Tara. She was a bystander. Okay, speaking of, hi, I'm Tara, and I watched them get pepper sprayed last week. And how did that make you feel? <laughs> um, it was exciting. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I had a lot of good laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. These are my friends, unfortunately. Ah. <laughs> wow. No, I'm just kidding. Y'all are special. You gotta be on the season opener of my, of my season three. I was three. happy you called her your friend. Yeah. I, what? You didn't notice that. I didn't notice that? <laughs> that I got happy. Oh, yeah. We're literally sitting in a dark room, so I can't see any of them, really. That's definitely not true, but I you can try. I can see you, but I'm, not, I'm trying not to pay attention to your face. I'm trying not to see you, like Nikhil said. Well, today we got a lot to talk about. First, we're going to talk about how to be better at emotional intelligence, relationships, all that jazz. And then we're going to end with some stories of our own. A couple months ago, a couple of my friends, Aaron Sun, Simran Shah, shout out, they sent me an article called Privacy by Charles Freed, and it was in the Yale Law School Legal Repository. And this article was super interesting to me because it brought a whole new like perspective to me on relationships and not just like relationship sexual relationships but parent parental relationships uh relationships with like teachers cousins friends family and basically the premise of the article is that privacy is perhaps the most fundamental element of a relationship any relationship that you're in and privacy helps you become more intimate with that person emotionally and i thought it was just really i thought it was a really interesting concept because when you think about the fundamental pieces behind relationships you don't really consider privacy a thing it's more about different ways of love you know the love languages yeah. you know how they talk about yeah there's like feeling there's words of affirmation there's uh what are the other ones we did those yeah we did that we did that test and then uh, acts of service yeah acts of service like gifts and, is that the gifting gift, one gift giving, yeah. gift giving yeah but nowhere did it mention like anything with like privacy and intimacy so i thought this would just shed a whole new light on me and you know to quote charles reed one of the things he said is to respect love trust feel affection for others and to regard ourselves as the object of love trust and affection is at the heart of our notion of ourselves as persons among persons and privacy is a necessary atmosphere for these attitudes and actions as oxygen is for combustion and i just want to get you guys' viewpoint on what you think about privacy being the most fundamental aspect of a relationship yeah i'd re-term it as exclusivity mm-hmm. like um so i guess like you and that partner whatever relationship you have you're like um separate from everyone else so it's like 
those like secrets or like traditions or things that make your relationship special is like what really sets you apart from everyone else around you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of what they're trying to get at here with with the whole in order to build intimacy, you share things with this specific person that you wouldn't tell these people that are kind of yeah. like left out. Yeah. And that's where he's seeing privacy. And it's interesting because people like when they think about privacy, they they think of it's simply an absence of like information about you in the mind of others. But it actually like privacy is the control that you have over information of yourself. That's how he's defining it in this article. Mm-hmm. So rather than it's like, oh, these people don't know this about me. So that's privacy. He's defining it as I control who I can tell this information to do information to and who I can share it with. And therefore I have privacy. So that's where he's kind of coming at here. I think a big part of like relationships is just like knowing yourself and being self-aware because how can, how can you share this information with other people if you don't even have it, right? I think a big part of like fixing that is just getting to know yourself better. I don't know about you guys, but like especially last year with like college application processes and everything, it really kind of, even though it's kind of boring and stuff, I kind of liked it because it kind of like made, forced you to reflect on who you are as a person and like your best and worst attributes. Because what you're doing is basically selling yourself to a specific institution or college. So I think- It also depends on the other person though. Right, like some per- some people, I don't think are very good listeners, so you can't really yeah. share that information with. Yeah, but I guess it's like that. That's a big part of it too. But a lot of people, I just think it's kind of lost in this. Like, I don't want to stereotype a whole or generalize a whole like generation, but I feel like nowadays people just don't take the times to just time to just think to themselves. You know, our world is filled with a bunch of little distractions. You know, social media, sports, entertainment, okay. and the young people yeah <laughs> it's and, these days right and just now Not ironically though now more than ever none of like we aren't paying attention to ourselves and we're more paying attention to what's around us we're so focused on trying to get relationships with other people that if we don't pay attention to ourselves we can't build meaningful relationships with others trying yeah to like our like the extent to which we think about ourselves is being relegated to like shallow pop psychology from like buzzfeed personality <laughs> yeah exactly Instead of like like honestly looking at our own insecurities our own problems stop making ourselves the protagonist of our own life and trying to like take a neutral third person view and trying to figure out where we have to improve how make these yeah. relationships need work yeah that kind of stuff and what is what are the what are some of the ways that you guys like get in tune with yourself in terms of like getting to you know like know yourself or just like reflect and like look deep down just to avoid distractions honestly it's like you were saying we have a lot of like outside influences that kind of cloud our judgment and cloud what we're thinking we're like mm-hmm. always busy always have 40 things to do constantly yeah and we don't really take the time to sit there and be like oh how do i feel about this how am i feeling today yeah um what's the weather like just like simple things mm-hmm. but even like questioning and understanding who you are, like your beliefs. A lot of people, like their beliefs are also based around who they're surrounded by. Yeah. Which that also, it kind of blocks a relationship from achieving its full extent with yourself and with others. Because if you're just like mimicking the beliefs of those around you, you're not Not, really like understanding yourself. Yeah, you're not in tune with yourself. Mm How do you try to like block? How do you block out those distractions? Because it's kind of hard. Because it's like everywhere, you know. We're like overwhelmed by it. I mean, I was, you know, for the longest time, I I didn't like ever sit down or think to myself. I don't know. I think it just like clicked for me. It's just like I used to be. I used to be the person that had like major FOMO, like fear of missing out, on like just like going to like group things. I was like a big extrovert, but then I realized like. The people around you are always going to be changing. So, and the only thing consistent is that you're going to be there for yourself. So might as well get to know yourself and love yourself before you can love somebody else. That's how I thought of it. Yeah, my thing was just like, it's not so much of blocking out everything else yeah. around you, but taking the extra like 10 minutes a day for just you. Just reflecting. Because I feel like a lot of people nowadays, they wake up, get on their phone, they're scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. You're just like, you don't even take those 10 minutes when you wake up to just lay there uh-huh. and just think. Yeah. What do you guys usually think about like when you're just like... In- I honestly couldn't tell you. 
Guys, this is the point of email hours. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> email hours are fake. <laughs> yeah. Make up my time. Cause mm-hmm. I don't. I guess it's yeah. I guess it's like Nikhil said. It's kind of hard to like control what you think about. I think that's the best part. I think that's when you get the deepest reflection. Is like when you have nothing specific in mind, and you just let the thoughts kind of flow. And re- like that's what that's what the purpose of like point of meditation is. I also think like this is a personal thing, but keeping a journal really helps in yeah. terms of, like of mindfulness and stuff like that. Yeah. But do you, do you keep a journal? I used to, but now I Aww. meditate. Now you meditate. Mm-hmm. You should keep a journal again. I wanted to do that, but then I just got like lazy writing. Yeah, I think that's it's the, a lot of work. That's a big issue. People get lazy, or like they think that they're too busy to take time for themselves. Yeah. So like they're like, oh, I could be doing something better in these ten minutes. Mm-hmm. But destructive cycle. For me, like, I don't. I think it's better. I think it's better for you if you don't like. Instead of just setting aside ten minutes, you just like do it throughout the day naturally. In terms of when you're not doing work or something, you just it just it's like in your head. Instead of like from nine to nine ten, I'm gonna be thinking about my life and the poor decisions <laughs> I made in the last week. <laughs> it's more. It's gonna take a lot longer than ten minutes. <laughs> it's like throughout my day, I'm gonna be thinking about my life and the poor decisions I made. <laughs> That's how I like to. Yeah. How do you like problems all day? (laughs) (laughs) How do you? He doesn't have any problems. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Perfect guy. How could I forget? How do you approach getting to know yourself better, and especially with all this change around you, new environment, and everything? Like, what are some things that you do to like I don't know keep in tune with yourself? Uh, so for me, uh, one big thing about me is my faith, and so Mm -hmm. uh, for me, kind of centering myself would look like uh reading my bible and praying and stuff like that which obviously if you're not religious then yeah. you know that's a different path but for me you know um since you know since my faith is such a big part of my life uh-huh. like my personality should be uh very much grounded in my faith and so kind of centers me when i do that yeah. i didn't ditto. i i didn't think of faith like religion like that cuz usually when i when people or i guess when people think of religion they think of it as more of a, like a I don't know. This is how I think of it. I think of it more of it as like a behavioral a code, a code of behavior, and then I think that's like one of the major themes of religion that you see how it influences people every day. But I think that I think it's interesting how you use religion as a means to get to know yourself better. Like you want to be more like specific about that. But like, did you just like have it? Will you read the Bible and then like you relate it to your life or things that are going on or something? Uh, you certainly look for application and yeah. things like that. Um, so religion, I guess, concerning Christianity, yeah. one of the sayings is it's a relationship, not a religion. That's kind of a kitschy way to say it. But um, really what you're doing uh, when you go through your Bible or when you pray is you're working on your relationship with God and with Jesus. A covenant, it's, right? Like, is that, is that the word? No, covenant? it's just relationship. Is, yeah, yeah. Like, like a friend. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so... Um, in you know in working on that relationship yeah. you know your goal as christians is to become more like christ and so in working on that relationship you are bettering yourself yeah by yeah, spending but, more time yeah yeah for me i take yeah for me like i guess like the default state of misery for humanity i guess <laughs> is a really <laughs> profound way of saying it is that uh we're ultimately alone and that we're always seeking like the comfort of company yeah so for me like that's like and like God created humanity for like that relationship, right? So I think like for me, like when I'm reading the Bible or when I'm praying, in the wellness aspect of yeah. it, I'm like uh, satisfying that that deepest desire mm-hmm. is to have a relationship and to yeah to be in like communion with someone else. Like for me, like one specific part of the Bible is like psalm 139 it's like i was i often think a lot about that so yeah the idea of like a relationship between god and, men. and i use that as like a wellness tool mm-hmm. did you guys you guys read frankenstein right what what she said kind of like reminded me of how frankenstein like the one thing that he wants throughout the whole story is for like a partner and he he, he tries to interact with people but then they just see him as a monster so they like did you just say frankenstein you mean frankenstein's monster right frankenstein's monster yeah, whatever <laughs> They they see <laughs> they they see him as a monster and they either like they approach him with violence or fear, but they never get the chance to like you know sit down and, like talk to him or you know get to know him and then that's why 
his life is so miserable. Because he's alone. Yeah, he's alone. Exactly. That's I think that's. I think being miserable is being alone and being alone. Like not like so, uh, solitude, but like isolation. You know, mm-hmm. that that is the definition of misery. That's interesting, and uh, one thing that Freed mentions in this article is that people can discover themselves through relationships. So if you don't know yourself right now, somebody can help you find things about you that you never would have, you know, found yourself by just like being around them. Do you guys have any like, for me at least like in high school, I was kind of like that way in terms of, I just had a couple like hobbies that I followed like sports and music. But like outside of that, I didn't really have many of my own like personal views on things going on around things going around like around me in terms of like politics or just like a set of beliefs that I carry with me but you know being around my friends in high school kind of helped me like develop that more and get to know like help me get to know who I am as a person and like what I really believe in or like really passionate about do you have you guys had you know experiences like that or relationship relationships like that with people well I would say that like social interaction is can be used both as a tool yeah. um, and as a weapon, kind of. Just because I would agree that, like, being like having those personal relationships with people can definitely like lead you to pursue new interests or pursue new hobbies and like um, develop as a person. But at the same time, things like peer pressure can push you into avenues that you would not have naturally gone towards. Like, it doesn't fit who you are as a person. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was actually learning about in like sociology. There's a uh, sociologist named Sutherland and he says like most of you are influenced by your primary relationships and your primary primary relationships are like your family the people you're closest to so it could be a good thing if they're you know they're teaching you good behavioral and moral codes but then oftentimes it could lead to acts of deviance like say you had an older brother that was part of a gang more likely to recruit you to that gang or something like activity like that so it's definitely a double like edged sword but i think for all of us it's probably like work for the better oh no i hate <laughs> you sorry <laughs> more or less <laughs> more or less you want to you just, did just peppers for yourselves <laughs> that's all i'm that, saying and right now we're peer pressuring that was a completely harmless activity yes yes no regrets no regrets no permanent I think we're, you just said it was I the worst pain of your life we are all yeah. better because of that I yeah, it was a bonding experience. It was. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm pretty sure I share some of Jake's DNA now. Not That's saying, not saying oh, Jake's that we advocate for this activity. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm advocating. <laughs> what are you talking about? Me and Akil spent a lot of time in the bathroom together that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watching yeah, the sink, him in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Do you me have in the teachers who listen to your podcast? Uh, sure, maybe some of them will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they already know I'm like this. There's nothing that can like crack out energy. <laughs> there's nothing that can further ruin myself in terms of my their, like their perspective of me. Um, one more th- one more it's thing that <laughs> one more yeah one more thing that uh, Freed mentioned that I found interesting was that he said there there are levels to privacy and that like we might we may not mind that a person knows a general fact about us, and yet our privacy feels invaded if they know like specific details. So do you guys have those, like, specific areas? <laughs> Are there degrees of privacy that you're, like, comfortable with? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. For me, it's almost never a problem. Usually, I just, like, if I'm not sharing something, it's because, like, I'm afraid that I'll be, like, too dramatic or making a big deal of something. But I'm, I don't usually care about, like, details versus, like, general facts. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like I tell most people everything. And even if I don't, if I tell one person something, they'll tell <laughs> everyone. Continue. Jake, I, I have nothing else to say. Um, well, that, well, that was it. I don't know where I was going to go. You like, said I tell everybody everything and then... Oh, yeah, in terms of privacy. I don't yeah. know. I either keep everything to myself or I tell everyone everything. I don't really care about, like, if people view me as overdramatic because that's who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I I don't know. I think I tend to kind of keep everything close to the vest. Yeah. Uh, pretty closed off, pretty introverted, and so just things like um, I don't know. I play guitar, and I don't like it when people know that about me. And so that's like like when we first yeah first couple of weeks here, I was playing guitar in my room, and one of our friends said they could hear me, and so everyone ran out of my room. Oh no! And learned that I could play guitar. And, <laughs> It wasn't an easy experience. Are, are you happier now that 
you 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 went through that experience. Now that we all know that you play guitar, <laughs> I mean, it was a little uncomfortable, but like, I guess it was okay. I feel like that's ninety percent of the experiences we put you through. Yeah. Just a little uncomfortable, yeah. It's good to get out of your comfort zone. Trust us, yeah. I think, like for me, I'm I'm kind of a little bit like I don't like to say specific things about like oh, I do this or that, but if it comes up naturally, then I'm fine with saying it. Because I hate when people come up and they just brag about talents and stuff. So it's like, I don't want to be that person. If it, if it comes up naturally in a conversation, then I'm like fine in terms of sharing that with other people. But I think, I think we all probably have some areas of our life that are a little bit harder to you know get to know because we're just more, like Jake said, we just hold it closer to the vest because it just means more to us or we think people will look at us differently for it. Like for me, probably like some aspects of my childhood would be uh, somewhere that like I wouldn't say as much as, you know, who I am now because I wasn't comfortable with the person I was back then. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like, let me put it like there's, the more, the more comfortable you are with yourself, the easier it is for you to share with um, other people. And that's what the point of this article is. The more in tune you are with yourself, the more intimate you can become with other people. Because the more comfortable you are with sharing pieces of information that are, you know, that are deep down and, you know, you wouldn't really share normally. Hmm. I would disagree with that. No? I feel like I know a lot of people who are very uncomfortable with themselves and that's why they tell everyone everything. It's like a weird coping mechanism. Oh, I feel you. Yeah. Really? I mean, I wouldn't, definitely would not say I'm very comfortable with myself, but I still tell everyone literally everything about me. (laughs) Nikki was going to say something. I agree. Yeah. Really? I guess I guess you some people work like that, but in terms like what it's like also like it's like what are you sharing with other people? Because if it's like you know surface details, then. Yeah. I would not say it's business or business. Like, on one hand, it could just be you trying to vent to others, try to yeah. get your thoughts out. I don't think that's, like, help. I mean, it's it's useful, but I don't think that's, like, the best kind of, like, intimacy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I I think, like, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure that people, there's, like, exceptions to the rule. Like, you, you're an exception. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for, like, I guess for, I can speak for the majority of the people when I'm saying that because we're uncomfortable most of us are more hesitant to sharing our private information with other people. So that's why it's so special when we find the, the right person for us because we don't care if they know because we're comfortable with them, you know. We, we, we believe that even if I say this about myself, they're not going to think of me differently and they're still going to love me for who I am as a, as a parent, as a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, as a friend. They're going to think of me as the same person. And even if you are one of those people one of those people who like to vent to other people because you're not uncomfortable with yourself, I still think that you'll reach that point where you become more comfortable with yourself and then you start to withhold the really private information for the special people. So I think like what you're saying with like venting to other people is like a means to an end. And then this is the end itself. Like, mm-hmm. This is like the highest level of intimacies. When you have total control of your information, which is like the definition of privacy here, and then you choose to share it with this specific person, and that's why relationships, certain relationships, are more special than others. Do you have any like specific experiences and good and bad relationships, or good or bad relationships, having to do with the issue of privacy? Yeah, just just like the topic of privacy yeah, in general. Right now we're illustrating the shortfallings of this medium because we can't see right now. Tara is vigorously planning that video. That's my can take spill, on it. Can you spill your beans on air? Uh, I cannot. That would be really <laughs> can problematic. Can we do it for you? Mm, I think that's okay. What if my mom happens upon this podcast? Oh, no. Oh, no. We can let that happen, can we? Yeah. Can't do that to the listeners in Ireland. <laughs> I thought it was that was taking a second to get. Okay. The question was positive and negative relationships in terms of privacy? Yeah. Um I think for me, uh I guess most of them have been positive. The ones that are negative are not are negative are not negative because that the person revealed the information that I wouldn't want them to reveal. It's just that it kind of, the negative ones that I look at it is like they didn't really get anywhere or they wouldn't they're not they didn't get as intimate as I wanted them to because mm-hmm. it's just either I didn't know myself at that level yet I was uncomfortable with myself or you know they weren't or it was just in terms of compat- compatibility of personality for me I don't really consider many relationships failures but mm-hmm. the ones I do are aren't like necessarily bad it's just like I wish it could have gone 
further than it did. No, I think I'm in a similar. No, I agree. I think I'm in a similar situation where I think most of my relationships or friendships have been good, but there's a few where like if I've opened up to someone like in a vulnerable situation yeah. or state, like I haven't felt the same like reciprocated connection or like I felt incomplete with their response, mm-hmm. like someone's like not reactionary to what I'm telling them, and I think sometimes that is makes it harder yeah. to break that like or further delve into that like private relationship with someone but i think i think it goes back to what akil said about listening listening is one of also one of the most important if parts you're a good listener and you're opening up to someone it's the best feeling in the world yeah that you feel understood that's like amazing yeah and you don't have to say like when somebody's telling you about something you don't have to say like such a like something that's super profound but i guess just being there in the moment with them mm-hmm. and kind of just like helping them like think through it your presence there makes a difference and a lot of people are, that, like I said, like with the, all these distractions in our world, it's hard to find a situation where you just sit down one-on-one with somebody and just get for the purpose of getting to know them better mm-hmm. or just trying to talk through an issue because we have so many more convenient ways to do it in terms of texting or uh, emailing, you know, DMing, whatever, whatever means you use. But the art of just sitting down, like this podcast, that's why that's why I like to do it so much it's because and I find myself I'm so busy in my life that I don't have I don't have many times where I'm just you know sitting down and just like focusing on the other person right in front of me and I, that's something that I wish was a little bit better nowadays for people I was gonna bring up the point of social media and whether you guys think that kind of hinders the intimacy of relationships because you don't have these you know meaningful interactions anymore once again, I think it's a double-edged sword. It can open up a path for new relationships. Yeah. And I think that's really beneficial with people that you wouldn't have thought that you would have a connection with. Yeah. But I agree. It's kind of a blockade. Um, but that's just like a block in daily life, not necessarily like a, a block in your relationship with one, with one specific person. It's just an issue where not, we're not spending enough personal time with other people. Yeah. But that's my take on it. Yeah, and it, you're, that's totally true. And I don't know how to really fix it now, because like, if you're not on your phone, in normal conversation you're having with somebody, it's just a natural reaction when the conversation dies out and you just like go on your phone or check your phone or something. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we're surrounded by it, and it's kind of hard to escape that. And so I, <laughs> I wouldn't know, <laughs> I wouldn't know like what other ways to cope with that like mechanism, because mm-hmm. it just it's just awkward if you're just sitting there in silence. It's just a cultural thing, though. Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily... Like, you can work on it. You can try to limit yeah. your phone use. But when you're surrounded by people, like, that are doing that, it's kind of difficult. I think, I think people should just be more comfortable with silence in general. Being comfortable with science, silence is uh, a sign of power. Or a sign of control. <laughs> <laughs> a sign of control. <laughs> no, a sign of power and control. Jake agrees, right? Because people who aren't, are, are usually powerless can't sit there <laughs> I don't know when you think of like your typical like boss or something or CEO they're comfortable with just sitting down and letting you start the conversation or letting you initiate they never initiate now you're just stroking Jake's ego at this point, <laughs> <laughs> That's point. I have so many thoughts bouncing around my head I simply do not have the neuronal space to just like keep it all in I have to let it out <laughs> but be, but I'm just, but just going back to the whole point about silence, I think we we could all ben- stand to benefit from like being more comfortable with it. Yeah. Instead of like treating it as oh my god, it's the worst thing. Like I'm like on this date with somebody and we haven't talked for like five seconds and it's just like oh. This well, is if you go on your phone during a date, that's a whole other. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. worse. Yeah, no, yeah. But if you're just like if you're just like walking or something, you don't have to like fill up all the time. Mm-hmm. You'd be comfortable just not talking. Another thing that I found interesting was the RIF scale, which is a psychological well-being scale. And it measures your emotional well-being on six different planes. The first one is autonomy. Second one is environmental mastery. Third is personal growth. Fourth is positive relations with others. Fifth is purpose in life. And sixth is self-acceptance. Do you have, like, tests for us to take? No. That would have been exciting. What? No, that would have been too long and the healthiest person has to like, get <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm already doing that. 
<laughs> Continue, sorry. Which of these aspects do you guys think you're strongest in? I'll repeat them. Autonomy, environmental mastery, personal growth, positive relations with others, purpose in life, and self-acceptance. Mm, I would say self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. Or uh, purpose in life for what me. environmental? Um, just because oh, you're no, 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 no. you can go ahead and oh, no, yeah. so, yeah. so, envi- so environmental mastery is kind of you being comfortable and in tune with your surroundings and not like natural surroundings but like social surroundings like oh. people you know you're with just you don't feel like alone right you feel like you're in tune with everything that's going on around you if that makes sense so talk about back to what you're saying yeah I was just gonna say that for, for me I would either say purpose in life or self acceptance just because um, in regards to self-acceptance, I would say, yeah, I have issues with, like, how I look or how I act or things like that. But my perspective on it is, okay, this is how I am. I can change some parts of it, but most of it I can't. And that's just how I live my life. And in terms of purpose in life, I don't know, I think that's also, like, has to do with your relationship with yourself. Yeah. And where you are in that. So that's just, like, a, uh, in terms of growth. So, mm-hmm. I. I think for me, at least, the one I'm strongest in is personal growth. Because, I don't know, I just feel like every year I I learn something about myself or I become more, like, you know, in tune with myself as a person. And, you know, I'm not at the point I want to be yet, but the point is that I'm going in the right direction. And that's all that, that's all that re- really matters is as long as you're continuing to improve as a person. Because that's just one of like the principles I try to follow is just like be a better person than you were the day before or just try to like try to find different ways to improving your life and improving the lives of others around you by bettering yourself so I think that's something that like I emphasize the most and I really agree with on this specific risk scale so for me I would say purpose in life um I've always been someone who's uh, pretty driven I guess mm-hmm. in whatever aspect of my life that may be um but just like um, knowing the goals that I have and kind of setting out to accomplish those goals. Is- I'd say purpose in life, too. Really? What do, you th- do you guys have, like, a specific purpose in mind? Or, like, you know, like an overarching purpose? Or is it just more like you try to, when you're passionate about something, you're, like, determined to, you know, be the best at it? Or, you know. For me, personally, it's, like, I know what I value the most in life, and I know how I rank them. And uh-huh. because of that, I know... Uh, I'm, relatively how I want my goals to be, how I want my life to pan out. And it's not necessarily like I'm like, I want A, B, C, and D. Yeah. It's that I know how I want my life to look relatively. Does that make sense? In regards to like my emotional state or like who the people I'm surrounded by. Not like I want to live at those 4,000, no, no, 400,000 square foot. So not material goals, mm-hmm. but like exactly. I mean, more emotional goals. And upon second thought, I just have to say, maybe I was very wrong with self-acceptance because I'm so yeah. bad. Because <laughs> you just said you're like the one who vents to other people. Yeah, but most of the time I'm not venting from... Oh, I mean, okay, from that's being insecure? Yeah, I mean, but then I thought about like my, like my ankles and then I was like, oh, never mind, maybe not. For those of you who don't know, Tara has... Stop, the, <laughs> the hairiest ankles you ever see. <laughs> so you can just imagine there's this girl in here just that's why I turned the lights off it was just I couldn't look at them. I couldn't watch it was just distracted me. especially the first podcast coming back I'm kind of rusty and I just like look down and they're there it's just like no I can't do it okay for so, his audience this is like worse there, than the pepper spray to my eyes <laughs> no for his audience members there I shaved my legs yesterday so this is a false claim <laughs> but good try me yeah. okay Nikhil's going to say something I feel like yeah, okay. stuff so, I mean, I have, like, a few goals, like, getting yeah. closer with God, I think, is a big one. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I don't have as many, um like, short-term goals, but, like, in the end, I have, like, a goal of, like, someone I don't want to be. So, yeah. there's this dude um called Einhard, and he's, wait, no, I don't even know how to pronounce it. So, he was a Frankish scholar and, like, historian, and he okay. uh, wrote, uh I think, like, a biography of King Charlemagne called like life of charlemagne okay this was in the dark ages and like i think it's super profound what he was writing he was writing about like how in the carolinian renaissance like education for, and, the, like, wait, for those of that people who don't know including me what is the carolinian renaissance so uh when the franks had conquered a large part part of france okay. um charlemagne the great tried to set about recreating the glory of the roman empire okay. so increasing literacy 
uh, the economy, the arts, and everything like that. So this guy was writing about the shortcomings of that rev- restoration? Uh, yeah, in a way. He was, like, talking about how it was a false start, and it was, like, a, um, a false dawn, and that mm-hmm. in his own lifetime, um, everything was regressing back into, like, darkness. And, like, in his words, um, in our own time, the thirst for knowledge is disappearing again. The light of wisdom is less and less sought after, and is now becoming rare again in most men's minds. So I think that's, like, super sad. If you're like uh, living uh, during the demise of a civilization, so I guess like one of my big goals is like to not be a bystander when things are going to crap in my world, but to like act like not to be a historian or recorder, but to actually like reverse things. Uh huh. That's a that's a that's a good way to look at things. Do you, do you guys believe in the concept of destiny in terms of you have a set purpose, or do you think you get to define your purpose as your life goes, or you make it as you wish? I think for me, okay, this is from a religious perspective, kind of. It's not necessarily destiny, but it's more that everything works out Mm -hmm. in the end. Not necessarily works out well, but works out. Uh Um, I'm like, if anyone knows anything about Hinduism, there's like the whole idea of dharma, which is like your role in the world. And your job is to fulfill that role. Not necessarily, you can shape how your life goes, but it's because it's your job to live it. Yeah. So, like, so you don't believe in destiny. You, you believe there's a purpose out there, but you find it yourself, basically? You have a role to fulfill, but you determine what it is. Yeah, you're, you're in control of your life, yes. Okay, but, okay. So, to so, a certain extent, yeah. So, so you're not... So I do, do you, not well, you wouldn't believe in destiny. a wonderful way to not take a position. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm okay, confused because yeah. you said there, there's a role, but then you determine okay, it. Okay, so... So it's like... So it's destiny, no, but... No, as in, like, you have a job, yeah. but... Um, like your duty in life, you choose yeah. your duty, and your purpose is to fulfill that duty well. Mm-hmm. That's well, destiny is not the same thing. Yeah. yeah, idea of telos. Do you think that's what you're referring to? Do you think Do you think life is meaningless if you don't have like a duty or a purpose? I talked. Depends I had this on how you define duty and purpose. Do you mean like like a mission? Like if a you personal don't, goal. If you don't have a, if you don't set goals, is your life meaningless? In terms of, you know, I want to do this. I feel like everyone has goals even if they don't define it. Like, you're not wandering about your life just existing. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I feel like most people are, like, they have even in the smallest scale, you're like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. That's still a goal. You're going to wake up. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's like more, I think that's different from obligation, right? Like, that's more of an obligation to yourself could be a goal, right? But I think, like, the greatest falling of, like, the Lockean philosophy, like, you know, when we look at, like, individual rights and privileges and all, is that we fail to recognize obligation to, like, your family, your community, um, God, uh, your country. And I think that's more, like, classical Republican way of looking at it. I think that, like, that's what gives you meaning, is, like, your duties and obligations to, other to others. That's a, that's a good way to think of it. Well, going back to this risk scale thing, in what areas do you think you guys are a little bit weaker and are like you want to see more improvement? So you know, I'll start. I'll start with this one. Something that I want to improve myself, or I've always tried to, is uh, purpose in life. Because for the longest time, like throughout high school and middle school, I always did things because you know my parents told me to do it. You know, it's good for you. You should you know you should volunteer or you should shadow. You should do this club that club and it was a lot of other people making decisions for me and not saying that those were bad decisions but I wish I guess this also relates to autonomy I kind of wish that I had or I was like I had more control over my own life in terms of like I want to do this because I I want to do it you know I'm doing this because I want to and that's kind of a reason why I started this podcast is because it's not for colleges or anything it's because I like talking to people and I want to do it. So I've trying to I've been trying to improve that. And it was I, f- I forgot who said it, but it's like the the only freedom I want in this life is the freedom to make my own mistakes. And that's kind of like where I'm coming at here is if I want if I'm making a mistake, I don't want it to be somebody else's mistake, but I want it to be my own. I'm going to make my decisions and I'm going to reap the rewards and I'll suffer the consequences. But I'll be fine as long as I know that it's my volition. I think to inform, like, environmental mastery and positive relationships with others, like, 
almost the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that kind of relates to how you, how you, your purpose, right? Or how you find happiness. You said yeah, you kind of, yeah. your obligation mm-hmm. with others. Yeah. So I guess in, like controlling your environment around you or being more comfortable with your environment around you coupled with getting more intimate and positive relationships yeah. with others will sure, sure. yeah I think positive relationships well, with, with others yeah will help you find will help you like fulfill your purpose in your life or yeah. how you choose to view that mm-hmm. right uh, I think I would say environmental mastery yeah I often uh, find myself pretty uncomfortable in social settings yeah depend, depending on who's surrounding me I yeah. guess and so that's something that I can definitely um, yeah work on and I think we're we've all kind of like I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's like coming to college is just a whole different change because it's like, for, for me, it's like going, it's a location change, but it's also just like new faces, like you're not living with your parents anymore. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, we, I love this time right now. It's the time where we have the most freedom with the least amount of responsibility, but we still, it's still, so it's a little bit overwhelming at first going through all the changes and we had to find like we had to find a way to master our new environment how have you guys been like adapting to all this change around you in terms of um going from senior year, a senior in high school you feel like you're top of the world and now you're a freshman in college you don't really know anybody you don't have any connections i think i might be speaking for both me and Nikhil here it the fact that we were both so close to home and that we came to a college with a lot of people we already knew mm-hmm. made our experience, or makes your experience very different than, not necessarily easier, because then you don't feel the pressure to push yourself and put yourself out there and yeah. meet new people. Because like, look around, like I still hang out with people that went to my high school all the time, yeah. which is not a bad thing, but it's, I feel like personally my goal with college was like, I wanna meet new people, I want to, Explore not both personally and just like in regards to just who I am and uh, my interests and things like that. And I don't know if being constricted to an environment you were already comfortable with is necessarily conducive to that. I yeah, I think I think that's a struggle in itself. Is mm-hmm. kind of a complacency. Like I kind of even though I'm in college now, I feel like I'm in the same place because you have like similar people around you and you're like same location close to home so like trying to like trying to find yourself or trying to make a new home and like something that's so close to you know what you've known for the last seven years is a struggle within itself it's still it's still uh you trying to respond to change is what i'm trying to say it's just a different type of response as to like from like for me i or and jake a couple my he's a couple hours away from home by by car i'm a couple by plane so it's, it's still it's still it's still like totally mo- mostly different people and in not environment but like place and setting i've said this before and i forgot where i heard it from but it's like we all have we all have the same demons the demons work in different ways but they're still the same demons so this struggle that we're going through there it manifests itself in different ways for you might be complacency for us it might be unfamiliarity but when it boils down to it, it's still the same struggle of adapting to all these changing parts in our life. And that goes back to the risk scale. And number two, environmental mastery, which is something that we could all improve on going forward. Mm-hmm. Complacency. Yeah, it's really easy to com- get complacent. I've been trying to go be like a bit more um, outgoing in the kinds of stuff I do. Like today, I like unghosted a bunch of clubs that were trying to contact me. So I'm trying to like branch out. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to like be a bit more reckless, um, so like be a bit more going reckless. on late night walks or something I didn't do before. <laughs> Don't forget, um, you downloaded Bumble today. Yeah, I, I downloaded, you downloaded Bumble, Bumble, not for dating. Uh, for friends. BFF. Did you match anybody? Yet? Uh, I'm still working on my profile. <laughs> it's a process, uh, but yeah, um, trust the process. Yeah, so I think I'm trying to like um, compensate for that complacency. Yeah, 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 and that's a good way to do it. Like. Even though social media is, like Tara mentioned, a double-edged sword, why not try to take advantage of the positive? Mm-hmm. It's a good way to connect people. Because, like, I feel like it's it's awkward nowadays if you just, like, walk up to somebody for no reason and be like, hey, what's your name? But, like, I guess on, like, online apps and sites are good ways for you to connect and socialize with the people. The key, I think, and this is something I say often, is that yeah. you have to be apathetic towards the possibility of being embarrassed. Like, you have to pretend it's, like, someone else out there 
that's doing it for you. What like, do you mean? Um, you just like don't care. Like, yeah, just, just, just don't care. Just, like, just don't care about being embarrassed. Just go out there, uh, get out there, just, just do it. Don't yeah. think. Be reckless. Like yeah. Like one like one of my life mottos is you have to like you always want to jiggle the door handles that life sets before you because you never know this. which doors life has already opened yeah, for you. Yes. You just, I, have to, you just have to be out there. Be reckless. And I think a part of understanding that is to understand that a lot of people are in the same position as mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. A lot of people are going through the same things. Not really even reckless then. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you might think, oh, I'm the only one going through this or like, I don't have any friends, but there's tons of people on VCU that have no friends and it shows in the way they act. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever need to go up and talk to somebody, it's not as awkward because both of you guys are sharing the same problems. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that's a great outlook on life. Thank you. But so, end off this podcast. Do you guys have any like a coming of here, like quote unquote coming of age stories? Because now we are considered adults and we have to live more self-sufficiently even though we have like dining plans and stuff (laughs) (laughs) do you have do you guys have any personal moments of oh this like it hits it hit you like oh welcome to the real world or you know i have to start taking care of myself now honestly i don't know going to the doctors by myself for the first time it's like a weird accomplishment was that uh, no, <laughs> no, I, no, no? I have I, this I discussion with other people yeah, because it's like yeah, yeah. I, I don't know uh, making your own appointments mm-hmm. and you, you spend just, 18 years just like your parents deal with insurance and all that stuff yeah. and I think that also goes along with driving like when you had to take care of that stuff mm-hmm. in regards to insurance and stuff. I don't know interesting how about you Nikhil yeah, I still don't use my car like I don't uh, worry about that so I think there's like a light in my car that says like one of my t- tires is going bad but I'm just gonna <laughs> take it out. But I, I think I have three little vignettes um actually two what's, two. A, what's a vignette a, like vignette. a, a little story yeah. a okay. little story uh once uh when back in, like right after I graduated I think I accidentally cat called the lady <laughs> so that was like a bit of a shocker you um, explain that huh no yeah, you it's should, a vignette you should go you should go ahead okay, and say right. the vignette if you insist no, okay just okay, we'll give a quick splurge he yeah. wanted to ask for help and then a lady thought he was cat calling because him. I rolled up next to her and slowed down the car and, and like hey. rolled down my window yeah. I was like hey could I get some you help gotta be and, and she started walking faster you just gotta be reckless Nikhil you don't care what other people think I mean that's exactly, exactly <laughs> yeah. how he talked yeah, to yeah, yeah. I, I got a great anecdote out of it so I don't care <laughs> she probably thought it was a what's your other what's spray. your other vignette oh um, two, I two more. oh yeah two more yeah, yeah. Uh, oh I went to a rodeo which was something really like <laughs> crazy for me I had so much fun and it really it was important to me because I like just got my green card so it was like I was starting to assimilate, so that was this summer. So that was pretty crazy. And then at college, um, I realized, or Jake actually uh, told me that, um, like for several weeks, I had been doing my laundry with fabric softener and not <laughs> actual detergent. That's such a funny. Wait, I didn't know that happened. <laughs> he just he read the bottle, which I had failed to do. <laughs> You have Wait, detergent you now? Yeah, now I have detergent. <laughs> I have detergent now. Right. Does nobody Those use Tide Pods? I use Tide Pods. I hate them. They're the worst. I said, they don't stick on for me. It's fine. I just throw it what? in there and it doesn't stick Every on anything. Every single time I do a load, what? I have... What? You have two in one? Huh? The Tide Pods? Yeah. I have three in one. I'll make it three in one. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> okay. After the podcast. <laughs> 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 How about you, Jake? Any, any like, you know, welcome in the role stories? Any mm. vignettes? <laughs> whatever you want to call it <laughs> or I don't know. experiences I guess, I guess I would say like right after my parents left when they dropped me off yeah my mom but my dad wasn't here but my mom I was just like alone in my room for like five minutes and I was like okay like this is you're it. living alone now <laughs> and then I went to the gym and, and I was fine but, like, you know, it's just like that <laughs> those five minutes though. yeah just five like that of one reflection. moment of reflection it's like okay like, what of what now adjust and then I adjusted and a five minute adjustment, <laughs> impressive. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel it took it. Four weeks. <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like trying to find your new purpose. Because I feel like for the last seven or seven or eight years, you find you're trying to work towards a specific point or work towards college, and then after that, it's like, what's what's next? You know, you you spend all this time applying to colleges, joining clubs, you know, making making yourself a candidate, and then it's like, now what's your purpose in life? What are you gonna do? And you have all this time and freedom to do it. And we just got to make the best use of her, best use of it right now. And so I think that's kind of what he went through. It's like your parents leave and it's just like, 
on, you know, what am I going to do now? So, yeah. I think, what do you guys think about that discussion on privacy and flourishing? You guys learned something new today? Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. I learned about the risk skill. Don't tell me you knew about the no risk skill. Come on. Oh, you didn't okay. know about the six yeah. parts of okay, psychological well Did I learn being. anything productive? It was a valuable thing for me to know. Yes. I will agree with now that. Tara, now Tara can be more intimate with the future boys that she'll meet. No can we comments. name the boys? Can we, <laughs> can we name the can boys? We not go no, here. we cannot. There's this some. Is, this no. is going on Spotify, guys. This is. Yeah, and Apple. For those who want to listen on Apple. <laughs> <laughs> For my two viewers in Australia, <laughs> Tara can be found on Bumble. <laughs> Not anymore. So just set your mile thing to two thousand miles instead. I don't think it goes that far. You checked. You tried I to get to Ireland, but you couldn't. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> well, um, thank you guys for coming. Well, I hope you guys had a good time. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for corporate what? sponsorships. No, but I'm looking. Honestly, to go talk to his co-star tomorrow. North they North would. I'll call to. We gotta start small. Audiobooks. We gotta start audible. small. Yeah. We gotta start small with croutons, and then we can make our way to co-star. <laughs> croutons. To croutons. I'm not from they no. Why is it just sponsored by the well? Sponsored Ooh. by the well. Oh. Or by Miss Tyndall. Honestly, That's true. Smart thinking there, Jake. I just like I'm just too lazy to use a mic because it's like too complicated for me. <laughs> yes, the iPhone. But if they'll give me somebody who's capable of using that, I'll mm-hmm. take the microphones for you. They'll okay, move it. That moves. This is how we solve this problem. You befriend someone who's really good at that kind of stuff. Yes. So that's your task for the next. My in, I improve my environmental mastery by finding new people I can take advantage also of. Also, positive relations. With <laughs> positive relations. That's not a positive relationship. <laughs> it's a positive relationship because he's getting something yeah. out. Yeah, uh, that's true. It's it's biotic. What you define as or is positive it relationships? It's parasitic. It might be parasitic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Depends thank, on the person. Okay, sorry. Thank you guys for tuning in, and hopefully, I'll be out with a new episode in a couple weeks. See ya.